February 1991. So we've had contact with you, Mob, too, for quite a while. And, uh, I want to, there's my little introduction, I'll get straight into it. Where can I put this? Down here, is that it right? Oops. Today is National Reconciliation Week and uh, I'll just talk a little bit about the theme and its purpose, and then I'll give some historic uh, uh, events about it, and I'll preach the sermon, and I've called it the three hearts, three hearts from Luke uh, 24, 13 to to 32, and uh, we all have these hearts at one time. We have a sad heart, we have a slow of heart, and then we have a burning heart. We want to do things, and so uh, we're going to talk about about a stranger that these two men met along the road. And, uh, and uh, they found out later it's just a closer walk with this stranger helps a lot. And then I want to conclude, I want to ask, challenge you here, which heart do you have? Which heart did Luke have, the writer of this, this book? And uh, will we walk and talk uh, with the stranger during National Reconciliation Week and beyond National Reconciliation Week? So that's a summary of my my talk today. So let's go on to the next part of it. See how we go with these little gadgets. Okay, here we are. The theme for National Reconciliation Week is a great theme. Grounded in truth, walk together with courage. And look at the roots from that tree, eh? Truth seems to be grounded in, uh, the roots of a tree is grounded in truth. And I want us to talk about Jesus being the truth too. And what's the purpose of National Reconciliation Week? It's, yes, a time for all Australians to come together and share with shared histories and cultures and uh, talk about our achievements, what we've done in the last 25 years, even longer, since 1991 when we first came here. And now each of us have contributed to achieving reconciliation eh, in Australia and in our own community and in our own workplaces too. And so that's the theme, grounded in truth, walk together with courage. Come on, my friend. Is that it? Yes. Okay, three important dates. The 26th of May, that's today. And uh, Solon Generation Report was tabled in Parliament and uh, it's the 22nd anniversary of it. And it was, tells a story about the forced removal of children from all over Australia, not just here in the West, but all over Australia. And my mum was removed from the desert and moved up to Croker Island. There's a little video being done of her Croker, Croker Island exodus. So have a look at that. She went to, to, to a uh, Methodist mission on Croker Island and she was raised there and then when I was born I went straight into a mission too. Uh, that was Reda Dixon home up in Darwin. And so there's two generations of being uh, taken away. And then the 27th of May is also a significant part. It's referendum uh, time. And uh, when some uh, three important things were, were made that we were 
we're, uh, discrimination was removed from, from the Australian Constitution about separating Indigenous peoples in the, in the laws. Some, some laws were just uh, were, Aboriginal people were excluded from. They weren't included, so that was wiped out the, off the law books. And the Commonwealth Government gave power to administrate Aboriginal affairs. Often some of the states had their own running of Aboriginal affairs, but the Commonwealth Government decided to have a real big overlook over overseeing of it, and that improved our situation since 1967, because some states weren't as advanced as some others and weren't bit, backward and going forward. So the, the, the Commonwealth Government did a great job there. And then we're counted in the national census. Some of the states did count us in the census. That means you know, population. So we were counted in the census um, from 1967. Then there's the other date, 26th of May, 27th of May, 3rd of June, all in one week, was the Mabo decision where native title was granted on, on Mur Island and the Torres Strait Islands, that, that, which meant that it was possible that on the mainland that uh, native title could also apply. It's quite a significant thing. And even now, a native title is very important. My son's a lawyer and he's battling with his law, his uh, legal situation with a native title for his family group. And so uh, it's very much uh, very good, uh, very good uh, income coming in. A certain percentage of the proceeds from mining goes to the, to the different communities. So that's a real benefit. So that's national reconciliation. It's good to remember that. And look at those feet there. We, to, we walk together. You might have remembered Michael Long, the footballer. He kicked a few goals, but he also walked from Melbourne to Canberra. And they call it the, the Long Walk. And uh, it's the 15th anniversary of that today. And some of you would have seen on the TV about the Nestonan game yesterday, the, the uh, Dreamtime game, that Michael, Michael Long was there also. So he's, he's from Darwin, from Melville, Bathurst Island, up there. And uh, he wants to start another walk too, but... He, he really pushed 15 years ago that we walked together, eh? We walked together. And so there's a lot of things happening in National Reconciliation Week. Going backwards here. There's three historic photos. There, some of you would have $50 notes in your pocket, eh? And the person that's on it is, is, is David Unipon. He was an inventor, an indigenous person from the South, South Australia around Adelaide Way. Uh, the Ngarrindjan people, and uh, he was a great inventor, he was a Christian, he was a pastor. He wrote the book, The, the Australian Aborigines, one of the first books that was written, and uh, God has blessed him, and he's recorded on a $50 note. So that's a real blessing that he, he, he's, he uh, did that. He died a week before the reconciliation, for the, before the referendum came into being, but he was working towards the, rec the, uh, the, the reconciliation, the referendum. Eddie Marbo, on 3rd of June 1992, it took 10 years to push that through, uh, through the, through the uh, courts, and it was granted, native title was granted, and, uh, and so that was a, a, a great decision. And then we have the Stolen Generations report that came down on, on, uh, in 2008, on the, the uh, 26th of, of January, which is today, it celebrates that. And there's a photo, of my, I think you've seen the photo again, my mum's in the red there with the white shirt. And that's in great, the Great Hall in Parliament House. And she's with, uh, with, with I, I call them two big sisters from the home. And uh, there's, there's, one's shedding a bit of tear because she got a little bit upset 
And so my mum and the other sister, Christian sisters, encouraging her, that was in Great Hall of, of, of uh, Parliament House when uh, our Prime Minister Kevin Rudd gave the apology, a eh, national apology, on the uh, 13th of, of uh, February 2008, one day before Valentine's Day, eh? before we could sh must show love to each other. And so that was significant. So there's three historic photos, three historic events of what's happening this week in National Week and, and of course the theme of a grounded in truth, walk together in, in courage. We've got to back again. We've got to be forward. So let's talk about this three hearts. And I want to read the whole lot. I love God's word. It's good to read it. Sit back and listen as I read from uh, Bentley's Bible here. Uh, some of you have the NIV Bible. Some of you had the NKJV. I have the Bentley Bible, Bentley Baptist Bible. So, it's a beautiful story, this one. And Luke's a good writer, a good researcher. Here he goes. Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. But they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. Very sad heart, eh? One of them named Cleopas asked him, are you only a visitor to Jerusalem and do not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things, he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all the, this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of an angel who said he was alive. Whoa, surprise. Then some of our compa companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they, him they did not see. He said to them, this is Jesus then said, how foolish you are and how slow of heart to, be, to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things and then enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he, what does it say? He explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus acted as if he were going farther, but they urged him, strongly stay with us for it is nearly evening the day is almost over so he went to stay in to stay with them when he was at the table with them he took bread gave thanks broke it and began to give it to them then their eyes were open bang bang and they recognized him and he disappeared from their sight they asked each other were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us. They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and those with them assembled together and saying it, it is true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. 
And the two told what had happened on the way, how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. May the Lord bless that small part of his word here. Let me just have a drink of water here. So here we have a great story by a historian, Luke, and uh, Cleopas, we already know that Cleopas was, me was mentioned. Let's, we don't know who the other chap was. Let's call him Pilgrim, eh? So Cleopas and Pilgrim are walking along the highway uh, to road to Emmaus. And it's the same afternoon that Jesus had risen in the morning from, from, from the dead. And they're, they're feeling very sorry. It's a sorry day for them because a loved one had died. And they're, they're mourning, they're growing, they're, weak, they're weeping, and they're really sad time. And Jesus asked them, well, what things make, making you sorry? feel like this? What are you talking and discussing about? And then they got real surprised and said, don't you know, you are, you're a stranger. You must be a stranger in town. Don't you know about Jesus of Nazareth? And look how Cleopas explains about this Jesus of Nazareth. What do you think about it? Jesus, he was of Nazareth. That's where his hometown was. He was mighty in word and deed. He had lots of miracles. Great teaching. He raised people from the dead himself, but he we don't know about him rising from the dead. The women said they were. You can't believe the women. Their evidence in court's not taken in our mob. And, but he was a godly man. Jesus was a godly man. And he was a people's man. He mixed in. He, he grew up in favor with both the, the, all his family and with all his neighborhood. And, but our leaders, oh, our hierarchy, the high priest, the chief priest, and the rulers, they condemned him. I, I think it was because of jealousy. I think because he was doing these miracles, because he had such great power when he preached, and they were just preaching from memory, from, the, from, what the, from their legalistic uh, uh, interpretation. And, uh, and they condemned him, and they put him to death, and nailed him to the tree. And uh, stranger, let me tell you a bit more. Our hope was that he would redeem Israel, but it's gone now. It's gone. But actually, there's a story going around from the women folk and even Simon, the leader Simon Peter's told us that he's risen from the dead. He's alive now. I find that hard to believe. It happened this morning, on Sunday morning, that he rose from the dead the first day of the week. And uh, Peter saw the, saw the empty tomb and he marveled about it. That Yes, the clothes were there, it was empty. The stone was rolled away by its, uh, some power that moved it. And, uh, and now it's a sad mystery. And the word mighty means, uh, comes from the Greek, dunatos. You know, when I was on the mission, there was the a sign on the front gate was, our God is able. That able was come from the Greek, dunatos. Our God is powerful. You may know the word dynamite, eh? Our God is dynamite. That's where dunatos comes from. Our God is able to help all the mission kids and bring them through safely, eh? And Emmaus means warm baths. Maybe Cleopas and Pilgrim were going... They were so sad, we've got to go back and have some warm baths. Cool off, eh? Warm up a bit. So uh, they went, decided to travel the seven miles to Jerusalem, or from Jerusalem, back home to our warm baths, to Emmaus. So we have a sad heart. And then Jesus gets straight to the jugular. He says, oh, foolish ones and slow of heart to believe, eh? all that the prophets had told you in the scriptures. Hey. And then he explains that he has a seven-mile walk, not as long as Michael Long's walk, but he has a seven-mile walk and talks. this stranger talks to them and explains the scriptures from Moses, what, the five books of Moses, and the prophets, and right through 
to the present day. And uh, I've set, put seven readings there. I reckon that Jesus, I'm, I'm believing that Cle Cleopas and Pilgrim talked about with Jesus, the stranger, uh, one whole mile they would have talked about perhaps Genesis 1, uh, verse 1 and verse 26, where Jesus said, where the Bible says, that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. So Jesus would have started with God being the creator. And that let us make man in our image. Jesus would have said with God, this Jesus of Nazareth, he was there at creation. He is creator. And Jesus, I believe, the next mile there would, would have been lots of talk about there. I would have talked about Noah and the boats there. And then come to Genesis 15 where Jesus, God, comes down and decides to get in a relationship with human people again through Abraham and says, Abraham, I, I am your shield and your great rewarder. Okay. And then the truth started coming. You will be blessed and your seed will be blessed and you will bless nations down the earth. So I reckon another second mile would have talked about Abraham. And then Exodus chapter 3, they would have talked particularly about, I reckon, about Moses being called. Hey, out in the bush, he was in the back, back blocks. He was, he was 40 years out in, the, out in the bush. He thought he would never be used again, but then he saw this burning bush and he went to it and, and he said, what's happening here? And he says, here I am, it is I. I am is here. God's come here to help you, Moses. I want to use you. And then he was able to use him. He was trained by the, in the courts of, of Pharaoh. He knew how to read and write. He was a great strategist. He was a general in the army. And God could use all those gifts later on. He was able to write the five books of the Bible. And with great deliverance, hey, those seven plagues, ten plagues, he delivered his people hey, out of Egypt into the promised land, 40 years in the wilderness, until they were ready, they were uh, able to go into the promised land. And that would have taken another mile. The third mile would have taken long, talking about Moses hey, and the deliverance into the, into the, the promised land. And I believe he, he, they might have mentioned about Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. He would have talked about David was the was a shepherd king. He cared for the people and a, a king was talked about a shepherd. You can't hear me? Yeah. Is that all right? I'm, I'm getting too excited here. Yeah. Is that better? Okay. He would have talked about the Lord is my shepherd and, uh, and so, and that he leads me besides two waters, he restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, though I have my sorry times, my, my sad heart, uh, he is still with me. His, his, his rod and staff, they comfort me. And so Jesus would have said about, they would have taken the fourth mile. Jesus, I'm sure, would have talked about the good shepherd. He would have talked about the good shepherd. And uh, he would have talked about the I am's. Remember that man, Jesus of Nazareth, he talked about I am the bread of life. I am the, the, uh, the, the light of the world. I am the door. I'm the good shepherd. I am the, the uh, resurrection and the life. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. I am the true vine. I reckon he would have taken a, all that mile to talk about, upriver and up to date, what the scriptures related to, to Jesus of Nazareth. And he wouldn't, what I believe, would have went back to Isaiah 53. He was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed, eh? Tremendous. You've got to know the scriptures, eh? Uh, Cleopas and Pilgrim. You've got to know the scriptures. Let me explain to you, the stranger says. And he would have went right through those servant songs of Isaiah, eh? And uh, then they would have taken the fifth mile. The sixth mile, he would have brought up to date John the Baptist. 
the last of the great prophets. He would say, what did Jesus, what did John the Baptist say when he saw that Jesus of Nazareth coming down to the water? He said, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. That's why Jesus of Nazareth came into the world, Cleopas and Pilgrim. That's why he came, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Then he would have related back to Moses' time, eh, where that, that Lamb had to be pure, to be freed from the uh, angel of death. He put it on the doorpost, on the boat, on the little post too, and the angel of death would pass over. And that was the start of the Passover feast. And, he, and I'm sure Jesus would have talked about that. John the Baptist talking about the, the Lamb of God, that is Jesus of Nazareth. And uh, he would have talked about too, about Joel 2, 28 to 32, I will pour out my spirit in the last days. Eh? And of course, jo Peter ran with that verse eh? At the, in the, uh, on the day of Pentecost. He ran with that, now the time has come. I'm not drunk, so because it's only, only 9 o'clock in the morning. But that's not time when pubs are open. He said, I'm, I'm filled with the Spirit. I'll pour out my Spirit on the place. So, so all, if you're feeling slow of heart, eh, these are the scriptures that bring so much to us. Give us more understanding, eh, to understand that there's a continuity, a flow, eh, the Jesus flow, the Jesus of Nazareth flow, how he fills, fulfills all scripture from the creation, his creator, and he can write through to John the Baptist to, to Peter preaching there. In, the, in their contemporary days. So slow of heart, how good the stranger explains it. How's that? <laughs> That's right, yes. We can't, we, we can't do without our wives, eh? Yes, praise the Lord, yes. Amen. What's happened? Slow of heart, sad heart, slow of heart. What's his third heart? What did you mention? What's the third heart, Pastor Keith? Burning hearts. Hey, there they are. Look, they're talking, having a, a meal and a drink. I don't think Jesus would have had a beard, actually. Remember, they plucked his beard off. Hey, do you think in three days it would have grown that thick? I don't know, but I just took that note. But, uh, but there he is, uh, Cleopas and Pilgrim. They're sitting down. It's good to walk with Jesus and talk with Jesus, eh? Just a closer walk with him is great. And uh, somehow I, I wonder how that verse just sort of, just a simple word says, and they recognized him. And I wonder, how do they recognize him? And I'd like to suggest, well, the way he prayed to God and gave thanks, he knew that this man, this, this stranger, had a personal relationship to God. And it was closer than, than I think, the, than Simon Peter, than the other disciples. It was a closer relationship to God. And they would have seen that. And then the way when he broke bread and gave thanks, this would have clicked some memories. Oh, that's what the, the disciples, they told me about this Last Supper. That would have went in their minds about, oh, the Last Supper, that's right. And Jesus gave thanks that Jesus of Nazareth gave thanks for that. Oh, thanks, stranger, for maybe the stranger's got some, something to tell us here. And as he prayed, perhaps they would have sealed the nail-scarred hands in there. They would have said, hey, what's this all about? They would have looked at his forehead. Maybe there's the... the the brow of his head still got the scars from, the, from the, uh, the, the crown of thorns. Maybe they saw that and they said, hey, this thing's, something's happening here. And then he, they listened and he said, well, what about when, when he was explaining to us along the way to Emmaus here where we'd come to our house, did not our hearts burn within us? Because we could see he was, this man was grounded in truth. Eh? And he told us to really have courage he told us to have courage. Hey, 
and to walk in courage. And it was to walk with him was a it really really burned my heart and, and threw out all the all the no good feelings and made me courageous. Hey, were not our hearts burning within us? And oh, this stranger, I think he's God. I think he, and then he disappears. Hey, look at they're eating by themselves. Hey, he is the risen Lord. Cleopas says to Pilgrim, Pilgrim, didn't you realize that? He was the risen Lord. And uh, he's the word of God. He's the Christ of the Old Testament. And he's, he's the Christ of all the prophets. He's the Lamb of God. He's the seven I am's that he talked about. Hey, isn't that wonderful? And uh, what did he do then? He's, what, what do you do when you've got a burning heart? I'll go to the next one then so you'll see. You run, you run. Your burning heart's so burning. I'm going to tell Simon Peter, all the disciples, eh? So he starts running. It's, it's dark time now, and they're running. Looks like they're on a sprint together. They run all the way back to Jerusalem, and they've got to tell, you know, the disciples, Jesus is Lord Simon. It's true. What the, you, you know, the clothes were, 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 were not there, but we've seen him, we've talked with him, and we've eaten with him. Hey, let's go back now. My conclusion, which heart did Luke have? Which heart do we have? Hey, let's look at Luke the man. What kind of heart? Well, he was a doctor. He did work. He, he studied. He's a good researcher. He got all the facts right about the, the time of Caesar Augustus when Jesus was born. He was a Gentile and it showed that the kingdom of God was opening up to non-Jewish people. He was a friend of Paul and uh, his heart must have been burning inside him, Luke, that he decided to travel with, with Paul on his missionary journeys. Hey, and... Uh, he would have written down all these things. So he had a burning heart to write two books in the New Testament, the book of Luke and the book of Acts. Hey, and he was the only Gentile to write. And what about, what's the gospel most about? He tells facts, hey. He likes being a historian, likes to get the facts right. Make sure that the, the footnotes are right and the references are right, hey. And he talks about the role of women, but they're often forgotten, hey. And he talks about children, that they are part of the kingdom of God too. He talks about the social outcasts. He emphasized how Jesus went out and helped the lepers, eh? Went out into the hills and saved that man of Gadara. And he talks about prayer a lot And in Luke. He talks about the Holy Spirit and the joy that uh, it comes when you have the Lord Jesus. And he said, oh, it's important to preach the gospel, eh? So this is the burning heart that Luke had. Have you got that burning heart? May you have that burning heart too. To get out there, use your abilities, whether you're a doctor, researcher, or film director, Whatever it is, you get out there and, and share the good news. There we are, there are the two, Cleopas and Pilgrim. Pilgrim, we've got to catch up to Cleopas, eh, us pilgrims. We've got to catch up to him. Yes. Sad heart, will you let sorry time get you down? It can, it can crush you, it can weaken you. It takes a time often to get over sadness. Sister Joan talked about three deaths recently. We've got a funeral this Friday we've got to try, work through of uh, one of our church members, the daughter passed away. And there's a, there's a slow of heart. Will you invite Jesus to walk and talk with you, just a closer walk with you? Will you be humming and singing that song like Sister Joan does while she does her work in around the house? Uh, will you open up your dullness of, of understanding to who Jesus is? Will you really respect the Old and New Testament, see the links there? And what about this burning heart? Is there enough evidence to put fire in your belly? 
Have you got fire in your belly today? I hope you have. Tomorrow, will you have fire in your belly? I hope you will, eh? Let it burn down to your feet and the sole of your feet, eh? And how can we do this, Pastor? Oh, yes, remember Jesus of Nazareth more than Jesus of Nazareth. Rattle off all those I am's. Rattle off he's the creator. Rattle off he's the, he's the risen Lord. Rattle off that he was the, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Also, you can pray, eh? Pray more to him. How do they recognize him? Like I said, the way his personal relationship to God. I knew he had a close relationship to God, his Father. That's how we can have that burning heart, develop that burning heart, having a per close personal relationship with God, our Father. We can praise, bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who heals all your diseases, who forgives all your diseases, who forgives all our transgressions, eh? Praise the Lord. And then we've got to proclaim it, eh? What did Pilgrim do and Cleopas, his mate? They proclaimed they went back seven miles. Are we prepared to go more than seven miles? If Michael Long can walk, you know, from Melbourne to Canberra, surely we can go seven miles, eh? Surely we can go seven and tell about the things about Jesus, eh? And go ye into all the world, eh? I'm glad that missionaries came to us. I'm glad, you know, that they preached the gospel to us. They went into all the world. Baptizing them, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have told you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Eh? I like that song, follow, follow, I will follow Jesus. Anywhere, everywhere, I will follow on. Eh? That's a great song. Eh? And so that's my, my message for today, that you may have a sad heart. You may have a slow of heart today. But stir up yourself today. Let's have that burning heart for Jesus, eh? What he's done for us, eh? He wants to walk a closer walk with us. He wants to walk the seven miles with us. He wants to sit down and be there when we give thanks for the food, eh? And then he may vanish, but at least you've got that knowledge there with him, eh? You've got his knowledge in the scriptures that he's there with us. May God bless you.